Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 194 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I'm Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what is going on in our own lives. It is Carly and my first time back together doing the show in well over a month. We've both been global travelers, which I think we've talked a little bit about uh, on uh, previous shows. So great to see you again. What have you been up to eh, just this past week? Let's keep it short. (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, I just literally just got off the plane from Hershey Park. So I know we're going to talk about that in the main attraction. Uh, before that, I was in L.A. for a bit doing all the things. I went to the opening weekend of Not Summer Nights. Oh. I went to the Fiesta Village opening. Oh. I stayed at the Disneyland Hotel, and it was mm. my first time ever staying there. Obviously, I've spent a lot of time at Trader Sam's, but it's the first time actually staying there and it just hits differently. It, I, it's nice when you can just crawl back from the Enchanted Tiki Bar yes. uh, right back to your room without it, worrying it about a wonderful. flight. Yeah, we did like a staycation, you know. Um, I was with my girlfriend. We both have magic keys, but we're like, we don't really feel like doing the park. We always mm. do the park. Let's enjoy this resort. And I just have to say the touches throughout the room You just don't get that at Disney World. Like, even the coffee maker had little coasters with uh, vintage photos of Walt Disney. Uh, The dining menu had really cool black and white images of Disney. It was just all these really, like, little details that you don't get that felt so special. Uh, I also did my first VIP tour at Universal Hollywood. So I've done a few at Orlando, but this was the first Hollywood one. And we got to go uh, onto the Hill Valley Back to the Future set. I got to do that once and it was magical. Yes. So obviously, sadly, because of the strike going on, there's no productions, but Mm -hmm. that worked out for our favor for this day because they don't go that. I mean, the tram tour doesn't even go through the streets of New York anymore. I haven't Mm. done that in like years. I got lucky enough to see that the last time. And and it's, that's a rare occurrence when they're not doing active production that prevents the tram tour. But yeah, uh, uh, it's, you know, bad news for the writers, uh, but great news. I guess if you're a tourist right now who wants to see those sets up close. Yes. Uh, I, and I was a little nervous. Uh, I consulted with one of my girlfriends who is a television writer on strike. And Um, I said, is it okay if I do something like this? And she said she was actually doing another type of tour, like with family on vacation. And she mm-hmm. consulted the guild and they said, no, we want people to continue to be fans of productions, mm. movies, television. So they're encouraging people. To, so you're not crossing the picket line. Which okay. That is that is good to know. That yeah. So really I, was like, I need intel from the source. But yeah. uh, this tour, I mean, the Universal Orlando tours are wonderful. Hollywood mm. is just as great. But you get that extra two hours walking the back lot. And it yeah. is nothing it, like it. Nothing empty. like it. I love the prop warehouse that they uh, took us into. Yeah. Um, and plus, it's a very special right now because the only way, as far as I know, to get express line access into the Mario Kart ride is on a VIP tour. And you get oh. that lanyard that's good until the park closes. Yes. So that was pretty crazy. So, so when you do the VIP tour at Universal Hollywood, you obviously get unlimited express as well for the rest of the day after mm-hmm. the tour ends. 
But during the tour, it's the only way that you can get that expedited access to Mario mm. Kart. And gosh, that was really crazy because it was like a two-hour wait. And the tour guide just kind of moves people to the side, uh. go down the side stairs. And you feel a little like, oh, you know, these people are like, what is going on here? But hands down, mm -hmm. if you can do it, the crazy thing is it starts at around $3.50 a person. Express there is two something. So if you were doing a mix-in VIP tour, yeah. 350, you get food, you know, you get like a starting meal, you get a full meal during the day, which was actually amazing. And mm -hmm. it's kind of like character dining there because all the like Dracula and um, Frankenstein, they come through into the VIP mm. lounge. You get this oh, character breakfast. Uh, it was amazing. I'm writing a story about it because I'm like, mm. you know, all these years I've been you know, splurging for like a hotel with the express or whatnot. I don't know. I think the secret is to go on an off peak day during the week when it's like three fifty a person. Yeah. You know, I told and you I'm doing horror nights for three fifty a person. That's sure. crazy. And I believe those prices at Hollywood are including your one day admission. Uh, yes. At, at Universal in Orlando, all of their VIP prices are excluding admission, which is great if you've got an annual pass. Right. Uh, if you're factoring in the ticket price uh, as a tourist, that adds up. But um, at Hollywood, uh, those prices are including your admission. So it's it's actually a really good value. Uh, oh. You've only got one day and you really want to uh, experience uh super nintendo and get in their whole rest of the park absolutely uh and they can't get you in through like the games you know the mini games in uh nintendo world so mm. i feel like that's something after you do the tour maybe you want to come back mm -hmm. and do yeah that. that's great but at the end of the night absolutely and that's like my number one takeaway from going to super nintendo world a lot is don't go there right away and don't go there in the afternoon mm. go there like as close to closing as you mm. can because during the day mm -hmm. it packs up i mean yep. it's still fun to see everything but just wait for the last like two hours especially now that the park's been open until like 10 p.m yeah many nights try to go at night You'll yeah they a better experience they sell uh an hour of early admission uh and it's limited enough so that if you get it before it sells out and right. you're one of the first people in there that first half hour or so in the park is amazing uh but then get out of there when the right. regular people come in because it becomes just a uh, uh, jam-packed. And right. And I mean, I still love it. Like I can just sit there yeah. outside of Toadstool, you know, on the benches and just mm -hmm. look up at everything. But yeah, you'll have a better experience if you can just go either spend the money in the morning or wait till nighttime. For sure. And uh, your latest adventure that you just got back from last night, uh, that's going to be our headline a little yes. later in the show. Uh, I have not done anything nearly as exciting this week because I have been recovering from <laughs> a combination of the Orlando Fringe Festival, uh, still shaking that jet lag from going to oh. Abu Dhabi. Um, and also, I happen to have uh, my new edition of the unofficial guide to disneyland which is due to my editor in a few hours oh, uh, so, wonderful <laughs> so I, I i haven't had much time to go to the parks but i did uh get invited out there with uh matt our publisher of attractions to universal studios florida on friday and i got to interview one of the designers uh of the Jurassic Park 30th anniversary tribute store, which is just fantastic. Uh, that interview, uh, that video is up on our YouTube channel. And if you want to know about the uh, the secrets, the Easter eggs, the, the work that goes into that amazing tribute store, 
uh, check that out. Um, that video was a lot of fun to put together. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Brian, uh, in the comments. He already <laughs> saw it. All right. What's, what's taking the rest of you so long? Come on. We need some views on that one. Uh, all right. Um, well, I think that uh, without any further ado, it's time for us to jump into the news in the queue. First up, Disneyland is debuting a new pre-show short, a theme to Elemental, that will be running before World of Color 1. This is uh, taking place in June. It started on June 2nd. Uh, I don't know exactly when it will end, but it is a limited time. Um, and uh, are you excited about this new film, Elemental, coming out? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I guess I'll see. I, you know, I always try everything once, you know, I can't it, say, or say I'm excited, but I will say it gives me strong inside out vibes. Yes. I mean, uh, color, scheme, yeah. color scheme, character design. Uh, and I, I inside out was one of those that, uh, before I saw it, I was like, Oh, is this going to work? And then fell in love with, with that movie. Um, right. But this so, is why I bought the AMC pass because uh, you know what? Uh, I'll see something. I'll give it a chance. So you can take a chance. You can take it's a, a little chance. pressure. Um, so, um, well, uh, the uh, so the pre-show is uh, already running right now, um, and it uh, it brings together the elements of land, air, water, and fire, uh, who are all residents of Element City. Um, and they, uh, I guess fire and air, uh, can manage to last on water screens because oh. they're being projected on water screens. I don't know. Um, there's really a joke in there somewhere, but I, I'm not sharp enough to figure it out right now. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, I think it's exciting in general for DCA because we also have Rogers the musical at the Hyperion yes. theater. So they're doing and taking chances in the live entertainment space which I am all for because, you know, Disney yeah. has kind of cut back so much on it. So I think this is just good overall in general for what we may see moving forward. I love the world of color infrastructure. I'm not a huge fan of the current world of color one. Hopefully it is just for the hundredth anniversary and we can go back to a, another version. Uh, but this would, if I was out there um, and I'm, you know, you tell, you, you mentioned earlier about your uh, trip out there made me very jealous because I actually had magic key reservations for this week. It's the last week before uh, my, my level of pass is blocked out. So I got those last four days before the block out. I was thinking maybe I'd do it, but just, just didn't work out with flights. Um, so maybe in August, maybe in August, I'll uh, get to see this if it's still running. Kind of doubt it will be. Uh, Elemental premieres in theaters on June 16th. Uh, like I said, I don't think they've set a closing date for this. So it could be a matter of weeks. It could be throughout the summer. We don't. Uh, not quite sure. But next up, we have uh, what I was just talking about. That exclusive guided tour of Jurassic Park Tribute Store. Uh, this was a lot of fun to go out and do. Um, 
the uh, tribute stores have been a big fan favorite, especially among annual pass holders at Universal for the last few years. Uh, it moved back in Mardi Gras from its old location in the New York area up towards the front of the park. Uh, I think with the Mardi Gras one, they were maybe still finding their legs on to how to really use the space. But uh, this one's this one's a really impressive piece of work. Yeah, I'm excited to see it in person this month. The last Jurassic one they did, what was that, 2021? Uh, that was the year that the Velocicoaster opened. Yeah, so, 2021. Yeah, that, uh, yep. that was amazing. Yep. So good. One of my favorites. Um, this is great because it's not just uh, taking you into the movie itself, but it's taking you kind of behind the scenes of the movie. Uh, my favorite room is the first room that uh, has recreations from Phil Tippett Studios and Stan Winston. Uh, and uh, a lot of the um, really great Easter eggs about the special effects, the ground groundbreaking special effects that went into the movie. Um, plus, it's just filled with great photo ops. Uh, the best one is the Velociraptor inside. Uh, and it was also really good to see the, um, oh, is it uh, I'm Triceratops? Or yeah. Is that, yeah, that uh, is sleeping. She's sleeping. She's not dead. She's sleeping <laughs> out front. Because uh, I remember back when she was in the lobby of the horror makeup show, and that was a uh, a Jurassic Park uh, mm -hmm. exhibit. Uh, and he, she's been out at Give Kids the Give Kids the World yep. for a long time. So no, I, I love seeing the pictures of that. Uh, I have to say, the merch that they did for the thirtieth is so 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 good. It also dropped at Hollywood around the same time, maybe like a two days before this opened at Orlando. Mm. And I am definitely guilty of buying quite a few items from it because they really knocked it out of the park. Did you get anything? I, you know what? I didn't on that first trip cause I didn't have my annual pass with me. Uh, I was there, uh, I, uh, as media, uh, and not as a guest, but I, uh, I might even go back today and, and take another look through. They have some amazing, uh, Japanese shirts, uh, and they've also got some great, uh, Mr. DNA stuff yeah that's very no, it, it's really good so i was like oh god i spent way too much but i know a lot of people were also in the same situation you know more park clothes can never hurt yeah and uh brian i had the same question as brian did if uh, some of the merch was from usj uh or in osaka uh and from what i saw in the labels they didn't have usj um i believe that they told us that they were Japanese shirts from an anime line. There was some anime version of, uh, or manga version of Jurassic Park, and that's what it was tied to, but it wasn't specifically for uh, the park uh, out there. Sometimes so. they'll have minion stuff from USJ, mm -hmm, like US mm -hmm. Parks, and that will say, like, you know, Universal Studios yeah. Japan on it. So I was curious about that. Yeah, like, I didn't see any USJ labels, um, but they, they were uh, Japanese shirts, so. So uh, that is up right now. Um, it first opened on May 26th, and uh, it's open daily with the park. So check it out this summer. Yes, until HHN. Until HHN comes in. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Lego City Water Playground is now open at Legoland New York, just in time for the summer. It opened up on May 26th. Uh, and it's got four water slides, a giant 318-gallon water bucket, and a chance to build and race your own Lego boat. 
Yes, I, I love that. They have that one at also at Legoland California. And when I first heard about it, I was like, this is just so cool. You literally are building your boat that you then race it in there. Uh, Legoland New York is just a wonderful park. I got to go in April for the first time. It is such a nice park for, you know, the younger audience. I know it's a lot of locals that come in. It's just something great, fun to do. The park is wonderful. They have that original Lego factory Mm, uh, dark track, ride. trackless dark ride looks yes. really good oh so good so yeah. i'm excited they have this now because you know it really heats up there in that area like uh coming up june july august it will be hot and that will be a welcome yeah. escape i also saw that they have on-site uh, changing areas at mm. the, the water playground which i think is really smart. smart so you can bring you know i know parents have like their backpack of stuff Mm-hmm. bring your kids to change your clothes and then they, you could still enjoy the rest of the park without having to leave and come back which i think is a nice touch yeah and i think this is a smart size for this park it's you know bigger than just a splash pad with a couple little spraying fountains but it's smaller than a full-size water park so you're not going to get big lines for the slides uh i think it's it's perfect for that age group um and it's also uh it is now a certified autism center. Uh, the whole Legoland New York resort open for the season with certification from IBCCES, which also certifies uh, the park in uh, Florida and California. So that is yeah. uh, great news if you've got a kid on the spectrum and you want to be able to take them somewhere, uh, you know, it'll be accessible. Definitely. And they have advanced resources. And then also all of the attractions have, you know, the sensory guides on it, which mm-hmm. is which is nice. Um, yeah. I'm actually working on a story about it now to mm. see how this is going to be, you know, is this going to be an industry precedent setting thing? You know, what are we going to see with the other parks? You know, it, it was interesting when we were in Abu Dhabi, they even mentioned at SeaWorld, uh, even though there isn't a, an Americans with Disabilities Act there in the uae they do have something called persons of determination which is very very similar and they uh they said that they uh are working on getting autism certification there too so they would be the first uh, autism certified uh facility like that at least good to know Um, um yeah legoland uh new york resort is also got uh their signature seasonal events uh returning uh kicking off on june 30th with red white and boom their uh fourth of july celebration uh summer saturday nights in july and august brick or treat halloween in september and october and of course the holiday bricktacular for christmas time yes i love that legoland does so many events and also at florida too and they're for the most part included with normal park admission which i think is a nice touch yeah uh, so if you want more information, uh, just head on over to uh, Legoland.com's website and look up their New York resort. Uh, and for our last story in the queue, Arctic Rescue Straddle Coaster has now opened at SeaWorld San Diego. Uh, they are calling it the longest and fastest straddle coaster on the West Coast. Um but uh, we'll discuss what exactly that title means. Uh, it, it opened up on June 2nd. It's the sixth coaster at that park. Um, and uh, it uh, is an icy adventure that uh, I believe reuses part of their uh, Wild Arctic building. Yes. 
I'm very excited about this. It looks really good. And from what I've seen from reviews so far, people are loving it. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it, this is not a big thrill coaster, um, even though that they are advertising it as fastest and longest. It's still only 40 miles an hour. Um, it is more of a terrain coaster, like kind of low, tight to the ground, no inversions. Uh, this is a good tween coaster. Uh, I would I would say it's similar to a Hagrid's in style, but without the you know surprise drops or backwards or or theming. Right. And you know what? I think terrain coasters serve a purpose, you know, mm -hmm. and it's kind of nice to enjoy the nice wind in your air without screaming your head off. Sure. And this is most definitely a family park. So I think it's a smart move to go mm -hmm. that route. Unlike Orlando, which is like, there's so many thrill, crazy coasters. Sure. Sure. I think in Orlando it would get a little bit lost, uh, but uh, for San Diego, uh, especially since I think they have some pretty strict tight requirements out there on their, um, Arctic Rescue, uh, speaking of height requirements, has a 48-inch height requirement. Um, and uh, it, the Arctic Rescue uh, is located alongside the Wild Arctic Exhibit. Uh, and this is all benefiting SeaWorld's conservation partner, Alaska Sea Life Center, um, which is the only facility in Alaska combining a public aquarium with marine research. Um, so, uh, guests who are riding this ride, uh, afterwards can walk through the enclosures, uh, with the beluga whales and the walruses, uh, which frankly, I think is the best part of all of this. Yes. Yes. No, this looks great. Uh, I think they're doing a lot over there. You know, we've seen new food and beverage options. Obviously hollow scream is now a part of it. So mm. I think I would, uh, make a little detour the next time I'm in LA to check this out. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, um, you know, even if this uh, is not maybe uh, up to Orlando's kind of thrill standards, I would love something to, like this to go into Wild Arctic replacing that simulator ride because right. uh, anything would be an improvement over uh, that simulator. Um, I think like when they when they shut the building down and just use it for a Halloween walkthrough, it's an improvement over the simulator. So. Right. No, I just feel I feel like definitely SeaWorld San Diego is in a different category. Mm -hmm. They definitely kind of like gotten their act together these last couple of years, if that yeah. makes sense. You know, they had a lot of change over CEOs and whatnot. Yeah. But, but we're I not going like to talk about the submarine ride. Oh my god. I, I watch YouTube I videos of it all the time because it is the most bizarre thing. <laughs> oh my god. But yes, no, I feel like they're doing a lot. Definitely a great family destination. You know, it's it's hard to compete in SoCal, but you know, now it's getting up to there to where it's worth the drive down if you're doing the other parks. For sure. Um, I have personally never made it there, but one of these trips I'm going to. Yes. All right. Well, that uh, brings us to the end of the news in the queue. Uh, before we get into this week's main attraction, it is time for us to hear a word from our sponsor. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at MEI-Travel.com. It's time for the main attraction! All right, and this week's main attraction is Carly's trip to 
Hershey Park uh, to experience the all-new Wildcats Revenge, uh, which is an RMC makeover of Wildcat. Uh, it's one of those steals from a Woody, and you got to experience it. So take it away. Tell us all about it. Wow. Um, when I was pulling up to Hershey Park, I'm not going to lie, I, it was it made me a little nervous because you see it's right you know it's right on the edge of the road so you mm -hmm. really see it and you could see those inversions and it was I will say definitely of every roller coaster I've been on the most intense the wow. most relentless but also smooth and I felt safe mm. if that makes sense so it's not intense in a way where you know your head's banging all around you're in pain I you know no motion sickness I felt mm -hmm. great on it it is just a relentless two plus minutes where it's nonstop. And my sister and I got off and we're like, oh my God, this is like the best ride ever, but we need like 30 minutes to just like recover our breath. Yeah. yeah. Like, I need a cigar or something. Like, uh. <laughs> it is amazing. Uh, so this is basically kind of like the third Wildcat. Hershey mm. Park's first roller coaster was the Wild Cats Tours in 1923. Mm -hmm. That lasted until 1940s. And then in the 90s, as you know, Wild Cat, their wooden coaster, opened. Uh, I loved it. It was kind of one of the first roller coasters I ever like fell in love with. I thought it was great. But over the years, it got a little rickety. I still enjoyed it. But um, so basically last year, shut down. RMC took over. They it's basically I think it's like ninety percent the same track for the most mm -hmm. part with some small changes in there. It is an amazing coaster. If you can go to Hershey Park, go. It is so much fun. We sat the front row. Uh, it's just a, a wonderful. It's just it's wonderful. I, I was definitely going up the the first hill. I was like, oh my god, it's a slow crawl up, and we were like, holy. You know, uh, but once it gets going, it is so much fun. You sound like me after I rode Iron Guazi. Yes. Have you been on Iron Guazi? I chickened out. <laughs> so, well, now that you've conquered this, um, you know, I, I think they're probably very comparable. What I understand, the stats on Iron Guazi are, are a little more intense, but they're they're in the same ballpark. Uh, right. And it's the same sort of concept where you've got a, a big old wooden coaster but then this this hill here, this lift hill and this first drop were certainly not part of the uh, the old design because you can see how that is sort of uh, suspended up over the the wooden. And that's a heck of a first drop. I know the first drop on Iron Guazi is uh, one of the most intense that I've been on. Right. Um, and, you know, like I will say like the it was I was a little nervous going up that first, um, mm. but. It was that drop was fine. It was more okay. the inversions that were yeah. like holy crap. Uh, <laughs> the lap bar it has little handles, and then also you have like the little loop, like a like a lasso, like a horse. Uh -huh. thing. I don't know how to whatever that's called technically. I'm not sure. Okay. So I, my sister decided to hold the handles on the lap bar, and I held the little loop thing. You know, mm -hmm. like, like bucking a horse. <laughs> uh, and a couple times I was like, let me just put my hands in the air and just, you know, see it and woo, you quickly oh. to holding it because it is wild. But again, you know, so smooth. I didn't feel an ounce of motion sickness, which sometimes uh -huh. I do a little bit. My back didn't hurt. My head wasn't rattling. It is relentless, but yeah. so smooth. The only 
other thing I can compare it to a, like aggressive level is the voyage at holiday uh, world. That's kind okay. of how I felt similar getting off. Definitely more intense. I was mm -hmm. like, you know, now I can do anything. I feel like ah. I can, <laughs> ah. will do anything and it will not phase me after going on this because it is just two plus minutes of relentless fun. It was well, really, really fun. I, I gotta say, you know, uh, Wildcat. I believe that was one of the early uh, models of its type, um, of that kind of uh, for its time, an extreme wooden coaster. Right. Uh, and they aged really badly. I can remember going on it the first season and being like, "Oh, this is amazing!" Right, yeah. And within like two or three seasons, being like, "Oh, I need a chiropractor." <laughs> and exactly. You know, similar thing happened to Guazi uh, in Tampa. Um, mm -hmm. And I just love, you know, rather than tearing it down and wiping it out and starting from scratch, I love that they found a way to take those ambitious but deeply flawed old wooden coasters and turn them into great new experiences that everyone seems to rave about. Absolutely. And you know what? The turnaround was so fast. It's crazy that they announced this last summer yeah. and now here we are. Yeah, I and feel like they can do one of these in half the time it would take to, you know, demolish and, and build a brand new coaster. Right. Definitely. I, mean, I think it's now, this is definitely like a top three for me. Wow. My previous, or maybe my still favorite, is Lightning Rod, which is also mm. an RC at Dollywood. Mm -hmm. That is just not as intense as this. So, mm -hmm. you know, I come off of that and I'm like, gosh, that was so much fun, but I don't need to like sit and breathe for sure. like 30 minutes. But no, this is so much fun. Uh, they also did a lot of like fun little drinks and food that were Wildcats oh, great. themed. So, I, I, before this, I did have a Wildcats Revenge themed margarita. Ah. My, uh, that, I'm sure that loosens you up. Uh, yeah. that, that'll help. <laughs> that that helped. Uh, but it was wonderful. We got off and we're like, oh my God, this is great. Uh, I was there opening day and they had three trains running and I was super impressed by the operations. They were running at a 30 minute wait. They oh, were wow. like That's really great. doing it. I was super impressed because, you know, it's the first day. You know, sure. there's, there's so much to learn. And either, this one has the seatbelt to so do the seatbelt check. Mm -hmm. Then you put down the lap bar and they were just kind of like rocking and rolling with it. So it was just a great experience. You know, I feel like I love Hershey Park and I know you do because we grew up like in that neck of the mm -hmm. woods. But yep. now is kind of the time to go there. They have 15 roller coasters, yeah. tons of good, just like themed attractions, you know, like uh blaster game, Reese's cut fusion is one mm -hmm. of my favorites. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just a great, great, great park, family friendly, so much to do. I can't wait to get up there and try it. And I also can't wait for you uh, next time you're down here to get on Iron Gwazi so that you can do the, I can do anything. the challenge with them. Yeah, you can do anything now. After that, I can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> it was well, so much fun. Uh, before we close out uh, this week's show, let's take a second to look back at some of the comments uh, that you folks left. Um, Brian Sager, when we were talking about the tribute store, he's really curious uh, when it converts for Halloween Horror Nights. Um, you know, it usually happens before the Halloween Horror Night season kicks off. Right. I would like look for this tribute store to be there uh, through uh, July and then by uh, the beginning of August. Uh, right. I'd say that's probably going to turn over. Um, and uh, he's also wondering if the Arctic uh, coaster is 
different from Wavebreaker in San Antonio or if it's more like Dark Coaster at Bush Gardens. Um, I believe it's the same model of coaster as Dark Coaster, yeah. uh, but Dark Coaster is, I mean, it's that's indoors and it's using right. a multi-launch system. Uh, it's a lot more sophisticated, a lot more themed. Uh, but I think similar, um, the similar ride vehicles though. Uh, and Adam uh, says <laughs> that terrain coasters are great as long as they don't go backwards. Have you been on a backwards terrain coaster? Uh, probably. I don't even know. Um, but we don't do backwards well. You don't do backwards. Uh, yeah. in, our, in our older age, my tolerance has Yeah, declined. the closest thing I know to a backwards terrain coaster is sort of the, uh, the backwards section of um, Everest. Uh, you know, oh god yeah <laughs> uh, especially since weird. that's in the dark uh you don't know what's going on there oh. um so uh what else have we got here um talking about uh i'm talking about wildcat uh spider-man webhead says the underflip in the original first drop of gci's first coaster um I, uh, I I believe you're, he's in referring to uh, the inversions. Um, they've got some unique inversions. Uh, and you, you mentioned that they're especially intense. Uh, did you get any good stall time or uh, hang time in those? I don't know. I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, those, the inversions are no joke. But again, like so intense, but also I felt perfectly smooth and safe, if that makes sense. You know, it's like, it's uh -huh. not a rickety ride. After that, I went on Lightning Racer, which is like one of my favorite, just classic wooden. And that's like, holy crap, that's rickety and insane. You know, it's like Wildcat's Revenge, even if I'm hanging upside down, it still feels good. You know, it's a smooth track, but they are crazy. Yeah. I can't wait to try it myself. Uh, I'm going to let Brian have the last word. Uh, he, he's more of the uh, hyper coaster Apollo's Chariot fan. Uh, but he's going to Hershey for the chocolate, obviously. Oh, obviously. <laughs> I, I, think, uh, I think we had about uh, 10 chocolate martinis over the weekend. Oh, uh, you know what I really love at the um, that restaurant that overlooks the entrance? They have a, yes, the chocolatier. They have a chocolate peanut butter cup, uh, old fashioned. That's what I had yesterday. With, yes, lunch. that peanut butter whiskey. That's oh, yeah, with the chocolate ball. bitters. Oh. Mm -hmm. One of the greatest theme park bars slash restaurant, the chocolatier. Yep. Have to go. And then, of course, the Hershey Signature chocolate martinis are so good. Uh, go to Hershey Park if you are looking to do something outside of, you know, all the major ones, the resorts on site are amazing we stayed at the hotel hershey this weekend mm. oh it it's just so you can if you go, if you can afford it that's uh that's a great yeah. but i also love hershey lodge that's where we always would stay growing up and it's like affordable they have an in, indoor water park that's just for guests of the hershey lodge it is and you have transportation to the park it is a lovely lovely hotel they do a great job there all right, and before we sign off, uh, we got one last person in the chat, uh, Troy Francis McDonald, uh, calling in from Maine, big fan of Disney and Universal and SeaWorld Parks, uh, fan of Star Wars, Avatar, and Indiana Jones, and who is not? Uh, those yeah. are uh, three of my favorites, too. So thank you, Troy. All right, we are going to sign off for this week. We will be back next week. Uh, just the two of us again, hopefully Yay. for a while. 
but who knows? One of us might be called off to uh, a theme park on the other side of the world. It happens. <laughs> uh, until next week. Uh, before we go, we want to thank again our sponsors, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Remind everyone to please give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to us. Uh, you can follow me at theunofficialguides.com. Um, you can follow the whole team at attractionsmagazine.com and search for Attractions Magazine on socials. And Carly, where can folks find you? Yes, I am on Twitter at Carly Caramata and on Instagram at Adventures by Carly. Excellent. And until next week, we hope you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun. And we will see you again next time. Bye. Bye.